0: Hi listeners, welcome back to Motivate, the motivation and inspiration podcast. I'm your host, Dahi D, and today's guest is Bishop T.D. Jakes talking about success and crushing pain. Today's episode is all about remembering that sometimes when you achieve success, you'll also be going through pain. And pain is something that you have to move forward in. Life will give you what you want, but you just have to keep moving forward and know that this is what you have to do to get to it. It's important to remember that life stops for no one. It doesn't wait for you to catch up and if you're hurting, it doesn't say, okay, we'll pause everything until you feel better. No, you have to power through it. You have to believe that this is your cause and this is what you're supposed to do. Because with all of the pain and destruction comes something new. Even any level of personal growth comes from pain. You have to sacrifice who you were to become who you want to be. That's it for me today. Thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoy today's episode.
1: So I was building my church, the church of my dreams, the church beyond my dreams, the church that I never thought I would ever get to build. The church that was valued out at millions and millions of dollars that I didn't have. (laughs) But I had the faith to believe that God did. And it was going up and it was happening and I was seeing it right before my eyes. And it was like being at the Red Sea when Moses stretched forth his rod and, and the bills parted. And the contractors got paid and the building was erected and it was standing there. And the only bad thing about it amidst all of the pews and the colors and the the picking out of the architect's designs and going through proofs and looking at materials and concepts, the only bad thing about it is while the church was going up, my mother was going down. And you have to have taken care of somebody with Alzheimer's to know that they go away in layers. It's not like a car wreck and they go all at once. It's not like a heart attack and you find them and they're gone. No, 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 no. She died a little bit every day. And every day they were bringing me reports about what materials came in and the pews are going to come in on Saturday and the carpet is coming in. And at the same time, the doctor was saying she's getting worse. And she had lost the ability to remember to swallow and holding food in her mouth. And I would come home from preaching and ministering and, and I have to stick my finger in her mouth and remove her food and take care of her. And all kinds of articles were being written about the smart church and what was going on. And they were talking about what was going right. And they never saw what was going wrong. They saw the wine and I saw the crushing. I really saw the crushing. You see, my mother was not just my mother, she was my best friend. She was my secret keeper and my confidant, and I knew everything about her and she knew everything about me. And losing her was like losing me in pieces because we were almost the same person. Even through Alzheimer's, we could still continue to communicate. And when she lost her ability to speak English and started speaking gibberish, when I would walk into the room, she'd look at me and say, hi, baby. And I watched her fade away until she died in my arms. And I held her until her body got cold. And it was painful. And it was tough. And I still had to teach Bible class. And I still had to run revival. And I still had to preach on Sunday morning. And I still had to conduct business. And I still had to negotiate the affairs of the church. And I was writing a book by her bedside while she was in the hospital. I was writing while she was dying, in the room with her, right by her side. You can't let go of one thing for the other. You have to do both simultaneously. Life doesn't stop for you to hurt. It doesn't stop turning because you lost a loved one. It doesn't stop because you don't feel good. It it won't give you a leave of absence so that you can get away from everything and shut it all down. It's still happening. The bills are still coming. The problems are still coming. I'm talking about crushing people. I'm talking about pain. I'm talking about suffering. I'm talking about where the rubber meets the road. I'm not talking about church. I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about life. Jesus didn't say, I come that you might have church. He said, I come that you might have life. And sometimes we're great at having church but we're having a terrible time having life we know how to clap we know how to sing we know how to shout but do we know how to live and God won't just be a church experience he's gonna get in your life experience to validate your church experience so I asked myself, what does this mean? How, I, how would I get through this? Can I get through this? I have never had to get through this before. I have never lived a day that she wasn't in it. Not one. I have never been abandoned like that in my life. And even though I was 40, for the first time in my life, I was an orphan. A preaching orphan. A teaching orphan orphan, a traveling book writing orphan, and though he slay me, yet shall I trust him. You see, in order to develop real quality, it takes time, and it takes pain, and it takes endurance, and it takes grief, and it takes trouble, and it takes turmoil, and it takes destruction and demolition. Demolition is a messy thing. If you get ready to remodel your house, expect to have some mess. In the Gospel of St. John, Jesus identifies who he is. And he says, I am the vine and ye are the branches. And every branch in me that bear fruit, I purge it that it might bring forth more fruit. That's the sentence that gets me. Because it would seem like to me that if the branch was doing good, you would leave it alone. But he says, every branch in me that beareth fruit, I cut it back. I cut it back, not because I'm a serial killer, not because I'm out to destroy the bush, not because I hate grapes, not because I don't want it to win, but I cut it back so that it might bring forth more fruit. So we don't don't go through these crushings because we are not his and we don't go through these crushings because he doesn't love us. And we don't go through these crushings because we're not fruitful. He cuts us because we are fruitful. Because as fruitful as we are, he knows the potential of what is yet down inside of us. And he knows how to get you to that potential and he stops you from being safe and he stops you from being satisfied. You have to give up safety if you're gonna walk with God. You have to trust him that he is the farmer, that he knows what he's doing, and when he says that I am the vine and you are the branches, he says my father is the husbandman, and the husbandman is the farmer, he's the vintner, he's the one that controls the process. He knows exactly where to cut to make you more fruitful. When I was a little boy, I went out in the the yard trying to do like my mother who pruned the rose bushes. I decided I would help her out and go prune the rose bushes. And when she came home from work, I had almost killed the bush. I had almost killed the bush. I was a bad little boy. You can tell. Can't you imagine? Just shrink me down to about eight years old. You got trouble on your hands. I was a bad little boy. I had tore the bush apart. And she was furious with me. And I said, why are you fierce with me when I'm only doing what you did? She said, no, you're not doing what I did because I know where to cut. See, the vintner knows where to cut. It's not the cut alone. You can't just cut it anywhere. He knows where to cut, and he knows when to cut, and he knows how to cut to bring you to the place that you can be more fruitful, because ultimately he wants you to have enough fruit that we can become wise, that we can enter into that state of being that lasts For years and years and hundreds of years as wine. But if I remain a grape, I will go bad. So it is the only fruit that is raised to die. It is raised to be crushed. It is meant to be stepped on. It is meant to be bruised. If grapes could scream, they would cry out from the pain of becoming wine. But if they can endure the pain of the crushing and trust the vintner who is God our Father to take me through this process, my latter days will be greater than my former days. And finally, I'll be more valuable and I'll be worth more and I may get shipped abroad and I may be served to kings and princes and set before great men only because I've been crushed. I may be served at the finest tables. I may be used in the greatest restaurants only because I endured the crushing.